Welcome to Behind the Law with Dennis Vetrano, where you'll receive the support, the motivation, and the inspiration to be your best self each and every day. And now, here's your host, Dennis Vetrano. Joe Daly back with Behind Behind the Law with Dennis Vetrano. Welcome back, Dennis. Good to see you, Joe. This is where we get a chance to chat a little bit longer Yeah. in this yeah. feature. And you were looking at something in the Wall Street Journal the other day we wanted to talk about. Yeah, I know we were talking about our, our last shorter versions, just talking about, you know, entrepreneurs and, and, and how to get ahead and, and, you know, the things that they did to work hard and get to the point that they got to. Um, you know, it's just amazing to me that somebody like a Rockefeller could start from, a, you know, from, from nothing and, and get to where he did. I think that's the key because a lot of people say, I can't do this. I have nothing to yeah. start with. Somebody, yeah. They think everybody inherited everything at some point. Yeah, but- I, think that, I think that what they do, and this, is, and this is an interesting phenomenon, it always has been to me, is that people look in from the outside and they see, oh, you live in this big house or you take all these vacations or your name's on a big billboard or you drive a really fancy car. Well, you know, everybody handed, you know, that, all that stuff was handed to them. Yes. So, um, and sometimes that's the case. Sometimes that's the case, but I think um, with really great entrepreneurs, a lot of them, especially the ones that sustain, um, are self-made. You know, I think the entrepreneurs that were just handed things usually end up going out of business because they never learned how to build it in the first place. They never learned how to get after it. Um, You know, so as you know, I'm always trying to share as many, as much information as I can to help people get their start. And I mean, let's let's put it this way. Most people would say, when's the best time to get your proverbial start? To okay, ahead? good place to start. What would you think? I would think the younger, the better. Well, yeah. I mean, now, now take my wife for an example. She started investing in her 20s. Now, that's ideal, of course, or even younger than that. Um, that's ideal. But, but don't ever think like it's, it's too late. I, you know, when I do consultations for divorces... No matter whether my consultation is 25, 45, or 65, I tell them your whole life is ahead of you. That's a good point. It really is. It's a matter of perspective. It's not about how many years you have. It's that your whole life is ahead of you. Just letting you know, no matter where you start from, no matter what um, asset level, no matter how much your income is, no matter what your training, your background, your education, your age is, you can always start. Um, so I think in the divorce cases especially, if a, a lot of times what I'm seeing is financial difficulties are what, are what precipitate, at least in part, the, the marital split. So now you're saying, okay, you know you got these problems as a couple. Sure. As a couple you do. Um, and, and, in, and in many ways, you know, you, you can blame one person or the other, but in a lot of, in a lot of times, you know, it's, it, you're each to blame a little bit. Um, but you got these problems, so how do you fix them? So this article that I uh, was reading in, Wall, in the Wall Street Journal through Facebook the other day, um, it's entitled, Want to Reach Your Savings Goal in 2020? Here's what the research says will help. I'm ready. What do you, what do you think would be some of the <clears throat> things they would suggest? Well, to cut back, to save money? Yeah, and it, you know what? Not, I th- not necessarily invest, but to save. I think people, if they sit down and figure out a budget at the very beginning and find out what they're spending on what, sometimes they're surprised. And they yeah. look back after a week or a month and find out what they spent on things that they would say, well, maybe I didn't need to spend that and maybe I could have invested that or saved that. Right, right. And actually, it's somewhat of a different explanation, but actually pretty similar advice. So that was a good guess. 
So it's it's saying use the behavioral strategies that work for you. So one of the suggestions is make an if-then plan. It says link a cue to a desired action. For example, if your goal is to stop buying coffee, your right. if-then plan might be, if, if it is a weekday, I will bring coffee from home using my favorite ingredients. So okay. again, it's kind of linking um, one thing to the next. Reward yourself for wins. We are programmed to respond to instant gratification. When you hit your monthly savings goal, channel a fraction of those savings, say 10% into a separate bucket for splurges. Now, see, in both cases here, these are positives. They're not negatives. There's a good feeling at the end of that. Your favorite ingredients in the coffee, a little bit of something to splurge, a reward at the end. Absolutely. These are good things. Use temp- Number three, use temptation bundling. Combine a guilty pleasure with something you lack motivation to do. To other researchers, make it fun rather than resenting it, she said. The financial equivalent, pair a treat, such as a glass of wine, with the tedious task of linking your accounts to an aggregation website or app. I like this. So, you know, again, you want to try to keep yourself motivated to do these things. You want to try to give yourself short-term rewards when you do things. But again, part of my suggestion, and it shows up here in, in this article as well, is take a look at your finances. I always suggest to clients, or well, not just to clients, people in general, whether you're going through the divorce process or not, fill out a net worth statement. Really, really, if you want to take a value, take a, a, and do what we call a financial audit of your life right now, fill out a net worth statement. You can find them all over, all over the internet. It'll list all of your expenses. It'll list all of your income, all of your assets, and all of your liabilities. And at the bottom line, look at the numbers. Every month, after you deduct your expenses from your income, including deductions for taxes and anything for IRA or 401k or those, or those sorts of things, do you end up with a zero? Do you end up with a positive? Is it $200 positive per month? Is it $200 negative? You know, look at your assets and liabilities. What's your net worth? Is your net worth a negative? Because for a lot of people it is. And people don't want to do this. Why do you think they don't want to do it? They're afraid what they're going to find out. That's absolutely right. <laughs> they don't want to know. That's absolutely right. So getting back to the influences, one of the most positive influences in my life, financial influences, is my accountant. I've been working with him for over a decade. And it's not because of how he fills my taxes out. It's because that every time I go in to meet with him once a year, he's going to be brutally honest with me. He's going to say, Dennis, oh my God, your expenses are so higher. Though. Dennis, you need to make more money. Dennis, you need to invest more in your retirement. Or, you know, Dennis, you have so much credit card debt. What is your credit He's going to tell me those things, the things I don't want to hear, but the things I need to hear. So this net worth statement, you don't have to pay any money for it. You don't have to hire an accountant for it. This is just raw numbers. You fill it out. For yourself. Yes. And be honest with yourself. And for a lot of people, you're going to walk away feeling really, really bad about yourself. And that is okay. As a matter of fact... That's one of the most positive things you can do because my hope is not that you say, oh, everything's so terrible, I give up. No, my hope is that you hear my voice in your ear saying, now's your starting point. Now's your starting point to fix all of these problems. Can you fix your credit? Of course you can. Can you fix your, you know, your negative balance between, um, you know, income and expenses every month? Of course you can. 
And I think a lot of people, the knee jerk is, oh, I can clip some more coupons. And I can not go to Starbucks for coffee. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's certainly helpful. But I always say, look at the big numbers. If there's a situation where you're working at your job and you know you can get a senior position by maybe going back to one of our local colleges and getting a master's degree, or you can work a little bit harder and try to work some overtime and press your boss and try to get ahead, you might increase your income by $30,000, $50,000, $100,000, $200,000 a year. Those coupons you're clipping to get you know 50 cents <laughs> off of Pop-Tarts, 50 cents off of Pop-Tarts a week is not going to get you to the real goal, okay? Yes, it's important. Yes, you want to be as frugal as you can be, but you want to look at the big numbers. So when you go through these net worth statements, and even I as a divorce lawyer, I look for the big numbers. If you say my cable bill is $250 a month, and then in, and then in the next breath you say, and I make $30,000 a year, I say you have a problem with your cable bill. Mm-hmm. And then if at the end of the month, I see you've got a negative of $1,000 a month, I say, now you've got a problem with expenses in part. And probably, if you have an ability to make more money, which most people do, to be fair, most people do, um, maybe you need to make more money. And why is it that you think people don't want to try to get another job or make more money? What do you, what do you think? Well, you know, that relaxation time. I need the time to watch that cable. I'm paying $250 a month for this stuff. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> exactly. That's- I know. I think um, we've become accustomed to, I go to work at nine on Monday. I, you know, I'll show up at work five minutes before nine and... You know, I'll get adjusted to work 9, 9.30, about 10 o'clock, I'll start doing some real work, and then, you know, I'll get some work done, and then by about 11 30, I got to start prepping myself for lunch, because we got to order lunch and know what lunch is going to be about. And then after that, you know, you you do you have your lunch, and then, you know, oh, well, you know, five's coming up soon, so about 4.30, I got to start picking up my stuff, and <laughs> that is the wrong way to look at your profession. And I don't care if you're a plumber, you're, you're a telephone worker, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a construction worker. You do not look at the thing you do that, that provides all of your income that way. You look at it like, how can I work as hard as I can to get ahead? And that may also mean, hey, I'm not sitting on the couch all day Saturday watching college football. I'm not doing that. I'm finding a way on Saturdays and Sundays and after hours to really make money. Remember that quote we shared a while ago about the most important thing you do, you know, in terms of amassing wealth is is uh, between the hours of 6 p.m. at night and 9 and 9 a.m. the next morning. I mean, outside of work hours. Makes perfect sense when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. This this is good advice for somebody out there listening right now trying to figure out what to do next. The answer is do something and do something positive. And it's sort of your story. I don't want to get into a long situation on that. I know because we are at some point pressed for time, but you became who you are today through just what you've spoken about. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's work all the time. And, you know, well, oh, my God, I would never want to live like that. OK, that's fine. And I've always said, you know that some people say I just want enough to pay for an apartment and pay my bills. And other than that, I want to, it's a funny expression I always use, just walk the earth. That's all I want to do. And hey, if that's what you want out of life, that's fine. As long as you are happy with that and that's what makes you happy, do that. But if you want to get ahead, 
don't think that, you know, sitting on the couch all day Saturday watching college football is the way to do it. It's not. Um, And I'll leave you with one last thing. You don't have to start like you're going to take over the world tomorrow. You're not going to start from, you know, a, a minimum wage job today to your Henry Ford, you know, six months from now. That is not going to happen. You're not going to be Nelson Rockefeller, you know, six months from now. That's not going to happen. But what can happen is little incremental changes along the way, things that are realistic, things you can stick with. So for me, even with my staff, I say, you know what? You have the opportunity to take advantage of our 401k. You know there's a match there. That's free money to you. So if you can, if your budget only allows you to afford, to afford say, $20 a paycheck right now, take a look, do the net worth statement, take a look at your finances again, and say, you know what? I could try to, I could try to double that, but I don't, know, I don't know if I can stick with it. But I know that $10 more a pay period I can do. Do it now. Take a look at it. Come up with something realistic and say, I'm doing 20 a paycheck now. Let's do 30 and stick with it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Just take it out. Every paycheck, $30 towards your 401k rather than 20. And see after a year, after two years, after five years. And then, you know, taking a look at your tax circumstance is important too. And, you know, so make sure you have the right people involved in your life to advise you along the way. But little incremental changes, you can start right now. Even if you're in the midst of a divorce right now, obviously do that in consultation with your lawyer. But you can start now. Start today. Don't wait. But the, the word today is start. Yes. Just start. Yes, I think. And, and and don't be intimidated by, you know, a lot of times you look at it and it's like this humongous, you know, it's like Mount Everest in front of you and you have to get to the other side. You will get there, but you got to start walking right now. Take the first step. You got to start walking right like now. It. Don't wait. Good advice, as always. Thank you, Dennis. You know, you can find out more about Dennis on his website. You can do that, drvitranolaw.com. Yes. Or the Facebook page is always so valuable, too. Yeah, and you can check out the Law Office Facebook page. I think we just shared the Wall Street Journal article on how to reach your financial goals for 2020. So certainly take a look at that. There's a lot of interesting information there and a lot of really good tips, not only to get get you through the divorce process, but also to help you improve your financial circumstance. And the word again today, start. Take that first step. Yes, first step today. Thanks, Dennis. Thank you.